knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind Low budget Not so freaking live, baby This highway Does not know my name No, sir does not. We have said that before right here. Little Biloxi Blues. This morning, low budget, not so live. With a new logo? Come on with that. Come on with that, a new logo. Hope you all saw it. I don't think you did. Uh, Not many people liked the Instagram post. Made some Facebook posts about that a big thank you to karen garcia miss karen who lives in tejas and is originally from venezuela she uh she works there at the thm marine with me and uh is a very very um talented talented artist and she uh did that on her own free will Sent me that logo over. She did the original Low Budget Live logo, and she's like, you know what? You look, you looking a lot classier now on the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill, so here's a new logo. So we got it. We got it. There it is. Right there is the logo. Right there. Low Budget Live, not so live, brought to you by StarTron. StarTron, Star Bright Products, the great folks from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, bringing you Low budget live and and the reason I'm getting uh, the amazing plug in about Startron early in the show, early as it's early in the morning on October seventeenth, is we're not going to have time for sponsor plugs in just a little bit. When I get when I get revved up here, when I get revved up, we're not we're not going to have time for sponsor plugs. As 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 bad as that uh, as bad as that may sound. So thank you to Startron. Put it in your weed eater. Put it in your chainsaw. Put it in your lawnmower. Just don't drink it. Just don't drink it. That's 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 all. Uh, that's the only advice I got. But you can put it anywhere else. 
put it anywhere else. Startron enzyme fuel treatment. Thanks to the folks at Startron for bringing you low budget live. Not so live this morning from the LBL Bar and Grill. It's early in the morning. The triple threat has has already left for the day and I'm here. My foot is in a boot. Um, Yeah, so that happened. Haven't talked with anyone uh, since that happened. I made made a little video about it, but last week took a week off from the podcast uh, to have some family time, and we got we got a lot going on in our family right now, um, and it's just always crazy. And Harper's in college now, and, and anyways, we, we got a chance to all get together and uh, down at the beach for a couple of days. So I said no podcast, and that's when this announcement hit. Dun dun dun! I need some sound effects. The that's when 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 the the world was shaken up officially. I mean, it was shaking up last fall, but when it was shaking up, the fishing world was shaking up again officially. And I got a lot of emails and a lot of texts and a lot of DMs on Instagram and YouTube comments and Twitter in the Twitters. Follow me on Twitter. The Twitters, uh, like when's LBL gonna, you know, because we know you got something to say about it, and uh, and I appreciate that because the fact that so many people care what I think. Um, you know that that that's cool to me. That's cool to me, and uh, and you guys, based on what I see on YouTube and and what I'm seeing on the podcast downloads, it very much seems like you enjoy listening to it. So um, I appreciate it. I want to say before I get into this, uh, one thing for sure: these are my opinions. Okay, these are not the opinions of anybody I'm affiliated with. Uh, on a sponsor basis or uh, TH Marine work, but this is this is me. This is me, and um, and this is just how I see things. That doesn't mean it's right. Um, there are lots of people with different opinions, and I'm going to have one of them on the show today that have a has a very differing view. I thought about having an FLW guy on to share his point of view, uh, and I will. Like next week, in the weeks to come, we'll, we'll get feedback on that from FLW guys. Some of the big ones are up at uh, this the World USA Bass thing. It's like the Olympics of bass fishing. It's really cool. Um, but a lot of them are up there. B-Lat's up there. Scott Martin, Dudley. Of course, Dudley's posted a video of his thoughts. But but anyways, they're all up there. So a lot. some of the guys that I really want to reach out, like I wanted to have Scott and Dudley on. I'd like to have B-Lat on and... And, uh, you know, Scott really hasn't made a post about it. Scott hasn't said anything. And, and I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty bold statement in itself being that he's one of the number one FLW anglers. But any, anyways, and one of the biggest YouTube guys and, and everything out there. But uh, that being said, I'm going to have somebody that has an opposing view of me um, on, on the show. And um, that fishes the Bass Pro Tour that was an FLW angler, and I think that that is fair. And I think that, uh, um, you know, before I tell you all my opinions, but I, I want to set it up that way. It's it's only fair that that's, that's the case, and, and I, I said this before, and I'll say this again, just because someone has a differing opinion of you doesn't mean you're not friends, and it doesn't mean – oh, that's crazy. Um, there are very bad people in business that are greedy and arrogant and doing things that I don't want to be friends with. Right. And I don't care, you know, to be friends with them based off of things that they do. Um, you know, there are a lot of people I know that are going to continue to fish the FLW tour, you know, which I'm not going to do. 
there are a lot of people that are going to leave the FLW Tour that have fished it for a very long time. And, and whether that go, they go to the Bass Opens, whether they go to work, <laughs> whether they fish the Costas, what, you know, Costas, I don't, I, I don't know what they'll be called next year. But, um, you know, so I got a lot of friends in a lot of places, and, and, and sometimes I ruffle feathers with what I say, but I'd like to think that we can all, uh, at the end of the day, be, be friends and, and uh, have a drink together and go fishing, you know, because at the bottom line, the bottom line, and I said it a million times, is all of it, this – the low budget live bar and grill, the YouTube channels, the the tournament fishing, all that. It starts from a love of catching fish, and we've all got a love of catching fish. And unfortunately, drama like this and gossip kind of brings us together, you know. Which I like to run my mouth, so we're all good. So let's hop in uh, because I got about twenty minutes to ramble before I'm going to get my guest on here. And uh, I guess he and I were on a podcast together last night, and I heard his views, and I said, "Hey, man, please come on the podcast with me." So. To set this up, this is my opinion. Here's my opinion. FLW MLF. Here's my opinion. I've known since last fall, we've been hearing rumblings that this was coming. This was coming. Of course, it affected my decision whenever TH Marine offered me what they offered me, and and uh, and I got out. I got out free and clear. You know, there are a lot of guys that aren't that that lucky, and and uh, FLW as an organization was. Uh, they're amazing to work with. They're it's like a family. They're really good people. Uh, on the sponsor side of things, they treat sponsors very, very, very well. Very well. Um, they're easy to work with, and they're great people. From from Trish Blake to you know Kathy Fennell, Bill Taylor, Kelly Ottinger, uh, Cowood, Jody, Daniel Fennell, Chris Jones. There's too many to name. There's too many to name. They're all they're Kurt Needham. They're they're amazing people, right? They're amazing people, and they are like family to me. They are very much like family to me. So I don't want any of this to seem like it's a it's a shot at them because it, it's not. Uh, I want to say I don't know what they had going on financially. I know what's being portrayed that they had going on financially, and you know the fact that they did sell tells me that maybe there were financial issues. If you look at FLW, some of you younger kids out there might not know this, but FLW in the late 90s, early 2000s was a powerhouse. It was a powerhouse. Erwin Jacobs, uh, who passed away this year, Erwin was just a, was a shark, man. He was always a shark in business, and he came into this tournament fishing thing because he had purchased Ranger boats, and he was looking for a way to sell boats. He was. That's true. I, I, you'll hear some people say that from other organizations. That That is basically why it was created, and it was the Ranger Boats Trail. And he did a phenomenal job. It was a, it was a genius marketing idea. Well, then he takes it a step further. Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's figure out how to wrap boats. Let's wrap some boats. And, and they did that. They, they wrapped these boats up like NASCAR, and, and if you made it to the final day of events, you had to wear their jersey. You couldn't wear one of your jerseys. And pros are like, what? Shut the front door. What? We can't do that. But they kept showing up fishing for the money. Because the money FLW was putting out was just like, just stacking up. They gave away a million dollars in the Forcewood Cup, which no longer exists. They gave away a million dollars. Million dollars in a fishing tournament. Nobody's ever done that. One million dollars. They gave it away. They gave it away quarter of a million dollar prizes. Uh, they paid, you know, $10,000 down to freaking 100th place. Crazy, crazy things. But they had Walmart involved and all these non-endemic sponsors. And then one day, 
those non-endemics left. Those non-endemics left. And you know what you had left? Industry sponsors. I say that because it's very important. And supposedly they're failing now financially. So in comes Major League Fishing. And they buy it. They need a feeder system. FLW has one of the most stable organizations from top to bottom, BFLs, uh, to the to the coasters to the tour, it's it's rock solid. College, high school, it's rock solid. They needed it, so they come in, negotiate a deal to buy it. Well, what do you see at MLF? What do you see? You see, when when this first came to light, and I used to watch it a lot. You had guys wearing identical jerseys, guys fishing out out of identically rigged boats. Which pros have always had a problem with? That's why a lot of pros left FLW and went to Bass years ago. And vice versa. It's, it's crazy. We, they put these sponsors, we can't tell me what I can wear. I'm selling sponsors for my family. Go to the next trail. But it's all coming back, and there's been a lot of circle, you know, posts about full circle, and it is coming back full circle because this is FLW Irwin Jacobs 2.0. It is. And that could lead us to bigger prizes and more money and all of that. But but you're giving up your freedoms to promote sponsors. You're wearing a Sonic logo. You're wearing a beef jerky logo. It's all the same thing that, the, that a lot of these guys fought against for years. Now, they're not paying entry fees on Bass Pro Tour. That's awesome, right? Totally for that. Totally for that. That's awesome. They're putting on a heck of a production. That's awesome. It's good. But you can't tell me that cranking on the industry sponsors, on the industry sponsors, you can't. You can only get so much blood out of that tournament, right? That turnip, you're gonna poke it and poke it and poke it, and you're gonna push it and push it and push it, and you're gonna look, up, and it's gonna fall off a hill, and it's not gonna be there. It's not gonna be there anymore, and and that's a problem, and that's what's going on now that they came into MLF. You know, all sponsor contracts are dead, so FLW doesn't have a sponsor. They don't have a sponsor right now, and they're trying to resell it, and they're going to poke those industry sponsors, and a lot of them have already left MLF. They're going to poke them and poke them and poke them, and they're going to replace them with Petco or, you know, whoever, and they're going to hang around a year and then disappear into the ether. And, and that's what happened with Irwin's FLW tour. That's what happened. So it scares me to see that that is the tactic. Um, the other tactic that is scary is, you know, it's just a ploy to go against Bass. And I swear on everything I got, I think this makes Bass stronger. I do. I think Bass got some things they got to get together, but I think this makes Bass I don't think it. I don't think it hurt Bassmaster. Once again, you know, they didn't have their crap together on the BPT very much this year and it's it's a known fact guys that fish it say it some guys that fish it want to leave you know they they contradict themselves a lot okay and 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 it's year one i'm not judging it but too harshly but at the same time i'm not the one that came out and told everybody it's the greatest thing since sliced bread right being an flw tour guy and and always following this sport as close as I have, a lot of FLW guys were my heroes growing up, and 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 I got to participate in that, and it was amazing. So now to hear 
Well, FLW was failing, and we're, you know, we're the future, and we're bailing it out, and it's going to be better, and blah, 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 blah. And nobody knows FLW anglers. Nobody knows them. They're good anglers, but nobody knows who they are. But we put them in the limelight. That sucks. That sucks because there are a lot of really good guys at FLW, just like there are a lot of really good guys at Bass Pro Tour and Bassmaster. We're all doing and chasing the same crazy thing. So it, it's, it sucks to hear that, okay? It sucks that a marquee event like the Forestwood Cup is going away. So you can pump up your red crest that 600 people showed up to this year. Like, you know, which will get bigger because they got money behind it. And that's fine. I don't want any of it to fail. I'm in this business. Speaking my opinion. Speaking my opinion. Um, Brian Thrift's going to be the last person to ever win a Forcewood Cup because it's going away. But they're giving them an Angler of the Year championship, which pays less than the Costa championship or whatever it's going to be next year because contracts are null and void. So whoever's going to sponsor it, probably uh, Uranus Fudge Factory, one of Watson's sponsors. That's probably who's going to sponsor it. It'll be the Uranus Fudge Factory Series next year. I don't know, but but that championship, and that's awesome, it's paying a quarter million dollars, but it's paying more than the FLW Pro Circuit. Entry fees went up. This is something that, you know, granted, we paid 35000 last year. I'm fortunate that I got sponsors. It's never cost me a lot of money to be out there. But at the same time, on paper, if you're paying forty grand to go to work for less payouts and no chance at a Forest Wood Cup marquee event, but they're claiming they're going to give more TV time, I mean, and maybe they do. Um, that's not a sound business decision. You're going to pay forty grand. Plus twenty thousand or more in expenses, and this is always how it's been, and that's what BPT's trying to get away from. That I applaud them for. Okay, it's no entry fees. It's it's not feasible, but I'd like to see the entry fees come down. And they're going the other way. I was on an angler panel with FLW, and this is, these are things we talked about. You know, you if you get there's seven events. If you get seven checks, seven checks. That's seventy thousand dollars. If you spend forty in entry fees and twenty in expenses, you made ten grand. Congratulations! You probably should have went to work at McDonald's and fished on the weekends. I mean, really, you know. But we chase the dream, it, and and Todd Castledine has said it best: dream. You know, it's not a dream. It's not a dream to sleep in your truck and do all that. But it's it's a it's we all choose it. So I don't want to come off like I'm bitching too much because we do choose this life. We choose the professional fishing. And and like I've told some of my buddies, they're like texting me, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm like, you go do what you want to do because you're a paying customer. If you don't want to fish FLW, just don't pay to fish FLW. But our egos get in the way of that a little bit because a lot of guys will pay 40 grand to be considered an FLW pro just to have that next to their name, and that's fine. I said the same about the Bassmaster Opens. The entry fees went up. It doesn't matter. People are going to show up. They're going to say they fish the Bassmasters, Right whether they're trying to qualify for the elites or, or, or not. Um, you know, FLW was an organization for a long time, and I'm still hearing it. Um, they, they got dogged a little bit, you know, and uh, a lot of guys left and went to the Elite Series, and Elite Series was the next best thing until this popped up, and then they left the Elite Series. You know, it's, it's very crazy, and fishermen tend to do that. You know, we're all a bunch of whining asses. <laughs> and, and we like to complain. Obviously, I've got a show where I do it, but um, – but I think that, uh, you know, 
some of the things I've heard about being an FLW Tour pro over the year, you know, the the lack of talent and the, you know, the blah, 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 all these back and forth, bass is better, and, you know. Now a lot of those guys that used to make comments like that and different things now they're all back in the in the fold. So it did did indeed come full circle, like the uh, mass social media posts about it said. Um, you know, I think there are positives in it. I think the fact that the BFL entry fees came down is really good. Um, you know, that was going to happen anyways. I feel like, and I feel like they. Uh, they wanted to be the ones to announce that because, you know, a lot of BFL guys are, like myself, the keyboard warriors. They're on Facebook. They're out there in the trenches, and they need that good press, you know. So the BFLs will be successful. Uh, the BFL All-American will continue on. The Coast has added some divisions, uh, killer championship. Uh, but the Tour, which is your marquee, is still just hanging out there um, in the balance. And there's not a lot of details. You know, the format, six-day events – uh, it's a confusing format. We're going to fish five fish, which their commercial said this year was not good. Don't put them in a weigh-in bag. But then they're not going to fish it on the final days. And now I've heard through the grapevine that they're going to survey anglers to see what they want, which hasn't happened yet. But, you know, are they going to practice? let them practice a day? Are they going to let them practice two days? It's all this stuff. And it's almost November. I mean, it's mid-October. I won't say November. That's, that's pushing a little further. But um, – you know, guys have to make decisions, and this this is just like BPT last year when it was late in the year. Guys are trying to make decisions. You're trying to make sponsor uh, contract negotiations. You know, personally for me, TH Marine, we do all of our budgeting this time of year. So on sponsor, so you sponsor stuff and marketing. So you're this is the time of year you have to get your work done. And when you don't know what you're going to do or what the organization's going to do or what you're going to be able to provide for your sponsors, it makes it really hard on that front i can't imagine being a rookie coming into this year into this mess uh you know or a veteran because the veteran guys you know the brad knights the todd Castledines, uh i'll throw a little sammy george in there who's been doing this for a while you still don't know what you're gonna do you don't know what your league you know what your league's gonna look like uh i heard that they may knock it back to five tournament all this craziness but this is just my opinion but I believe with the $40,000 entry fee, they hope a lot of guys will go to the Costas and not fish the Tour um, because they want a smaller field. They wanted it to be 30 boats. They don't want it to be 150. They want it to be 30, and they want everybody else to go back to the Costas because when 10 guys drop out of that Bass Pro Tour, uh, they need a landing spot, and that's where they're going to land, I'm sure. Uh, That's not all in writing yet. And I still don't even know how you get to the Bass Pro Tour through the FLW. They haven't came up with any of that. Of course, they still got a couple years to figure that out um so I, I think it's kind of a ploy i may be wrong maybe it's just a ploy to make money uh and there will i, I don't feel like there'll be 150 guys sign up I, I don't you know they've had to turn them away in the past though people willing to throw that kind of money at, at big time bassin so as pat renwick says so we'll see we'll see uh i feel like not having final day weigh-ins is uh, – you don't have those winning moments. I've talked about that when a guy's just in his boat and he's like, mm, got it done. You don't have that Brian Latimer dropping to his knees, crazy passion, emotion, everything running through him. You don't have that anymore, and that's going away. And I don't, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good. People like big fish. They like five fish, and 
this format's going to be very confusing for fans if they mix and match their format with the typical five fish format. And a guy's going to catch, you know, 25 pounds a day for three days, and then some guy's going to beat him, and then everything goes. I don't even know how you'll practice for that personally, especially if you only got a day or two days, you know, some of these fisheries. But it'll be interesting. Will I watch? Yep, because I'm going to have a lot of friends there. I'll definitely watch. Um, but I feel like instead of making strides, the Bass Pro Tour made a lot of strides for themselves in an in an invitation-only situation, no qualifications, and there are guys on the tour that absolutely have better track records than, than 20 of those guys over there. No offense to those guys. But Brian Thrift is in the top three anglers in the world. Now, he did get invited, and he turned them down. So I, I'm not knocking that, but he got invited like last after they invited everybody else, you know, and he turned them down. Uh, but that being said, like now he's going to be triple A compared to, I mean, like it's, it's silly. It's silly. And, and they keep talking about, everybody talks about men's sport needs to be more professional. Yeah, it does, but it needs to start with a qualifying process, not a handpicked selected list because that's not how, it should work. That's not that's not how the Elite Series ever worked until last year when they got pillaged and they had to add a lot of guys. Um, you know, but it's 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 going to be crazy. I don't I don't know what's what's coming. I don't know if guys leave the BPT are they going to invite you know the Dudleys and the Thrifts of the world to the BPT and then leave the rest to the FLW Pro Circuit or if that's in the plan. If some guys are dropping out, some guys retire. Like I don't know. I, I have no idea. I just know my opinion on it, and I feel like it's not—it's uh, not all roses, especially for the tour guys. It's just not, and there are a lot of really good guys that have done it for a really long time. So, you know, I, another thing that that I, I got notes today. Another thing I I want to touch on and is, is to keep hearing about you know, like the, man, they're on the we're on the Discovery Channel. I keep seeing a lot of posts about, it, and that's awesome. That's a big network. It's a big network. Bass fishing is not wicked tuna, and bass fishing is not deadliest catch, and it's also on at seven in the morning, not prime time like those others. You know, we're all a bunch of rednecks wearing matching shirts and matching boats running around, and and the show's good, right? The show's good. I'm just saying it's not it doesn't have the drama of a deadliest catch or a wicked tuna. Uh, we got the characters, we certainly do, but they all look the same. They all look the same when you roll them out there. There's no you know, other than personalities, there's no difference. There's no visible difference to them. You don't have anybody to identify, latch onto. You know, um, and I, I just feel like having that carrot dangling, which they dangled to anglers and sponsors and all the uh, all the stuff they were going to get. You know, it's just not. It's just not that. That being said, the guy I'm going to get on the phone here shortly, um, his career, he feels like his fishing career was made that they gave him, they made him a household name. And I will agree with that completely. So he owes them a lot. Uh, he definitely owes them a lot for that. And um, his take is very interesting and he's passionate just like I am. And we're going to try not to yell at each other just here in a few, in a, in a few minutes. Um, I think that uh, I've had a week to get over it a little bit when you know it's coming. Uh, I got really mad again yesterday uh, just because I know how hard 
we worked on an angler panel for the entry fees. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys on an angler panel with with FLW, and we worked hard on it last year. And uh, and guys before me, and some of them actually left over these things, uh, but they got the Marshall program and stated some of these veteran guys that were that were around before my time at FLW, and uh, it was all for nothing. We sat in those meetings. You know, we had one at almost every event. And, you know, nothing, nothing changed. And, uh, unfortunately, um, the FLW folks don't have a lot of say in that, I feel like. And I, I have heard that they are, have fought for the 150 boats and they fought for a lot of things. And I hope that the good people at FLW stay with FLW. That way there's some good in there on the organizational side of it. I hope Mr. Bill Taylor still the tournament director. I, I hope, you know, I hope things, uh, you know, don't change too much. But change is scary. Can it be good? Yes. Is this the best thing for FLW? I don't know. They thought so. So not judging it too hard for them selling it. But, you know, I, 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 I am disappointed. That's for sure. I'm disappointed. That being said, let's reach out to somebody right now. Who is uh, See what he says right here Shoot him a little text He is not disappointed His point of view is very different than mine Like I said I was going to get I was going to get a uh, Another FLW tour guy or two You know I'm tired of being negative all the time (laughs) They sound crazy But my foot's in a boot Got a lot going on. Freaking ankles broke. We'll talk about that after I get off the phone. But see if he will uh, pick up this mile and hello, James. Watson. Hello. 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 How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good. Staying up too damn late last night talking to Pat Rennick on his podcast, freecast, whatever the hell that was. That long haired hippie, Pat Renwick. He is a long haired hippie from 1967. Needs to get a damn haircut and a job, don't he? He he does need to get both of those. What's up, buddy? This is Low Budget Live. You've been on it numerous times. Not so live. We're actually not live. I'm recording this from my new Low Budget Live bar and grill at my house that you need to come and, and see. I heard the food is horrible it's there. There's t- no way I'll ever come there. It's terrible. The food is terrible. The service sucks. So I I have to I, I said this I gave my spiel on, on the FLW MLF thing before you came on and you, and you and I have talked talked about this and my opinions and you last night I was watching Straight Cast and I heard your take on everything and instead of calling some other FLW guy that's going to boohoo and cry on 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 the podcast I wanted your Take on it. I want your stance because you you were an FLW guy that's that jumped over there, but you also fished the major league fishing selects and you feel like based on TV time and things that they kind of help push you 
out there, you know. And and I know I know you believe strongly in what they're doing, and I want you just to give give your uh, take on what you see for this FLWMLF thing. Well, I, now listen. When I say these things, I'm not here to piss nobody off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said the same thing. I said the same thing. And I, I love both organizations, FLW, Major League Fishing. Hell, I even love the Bass organization. Okay, I. I I'm a, I'm just a bass fishing junkie. If, if I had the options to watch bass fishing live every day, that's what I'd do. But unfortunately, seems like some companies can't just get along and maybe work and coordinate so that we're not stepping on each other because a lot of the companies are after the same dollar. That's right. Okay, so I understand the business side of that. And, and, and some people might not know this about me, but I'm I'm, I'm probably a little more bat business savvy than most anglers are. True. And, uh, the uh, the fact of the matter is, there's there's one dollar, and there's used to be three organizations trying to get it. Now there's two. I I believe that FLW is a great great place to go fishing. They give us an opportunity to BFLs. You know, I remember the Red Man. I remember when the Golden Blend was a big circuit, mm-hmm. okay? And that now is the BFL and the Costa Series. And, and of course, the FLW Tour, I fished for years. I loved it, loved all the people uh, that ran that, from Kim to Bill to Steve and Denise that run the weigh-ins and yep. McWall, all of them, Daniel, all of them. And, and, and they made that job fun. And... I hate to see that go away, and it doesn't look like it's going to go away this this year. So, what my always was my fear as an FLW angler here the last few years was, I heard the FLWs financially was always struggling, and if there's any truth to that whatsoever, okay, FLW always took care of their anglers they always tried to make sure that we had a venue to fish and i love them for that but that's not without saying that they had from what i heard some you know struggles mm-hmm. i mean have you heard that well i mean I, I i talked about that before you got on here in that when it when walmart left it was very obvious things changed mm-hmm. you know uh, for sure, for sure, and 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 we sat in angler panel meetings and different things where you know we were told, hey, that's just not feasible. We can't do that. So you knew there was some financial strain, for sure, for sure. So that that's definitely fair to say. So so with that in mind, again, I'm not saying that FLW was going to go broke. Right. I'm not saying that they. I just know that a lot of things had changed. The money wasn't what it used to be. And the money seems to get worse every year for anglers, all right? Right. Uh, and I'm not boo-hooing. I, I, I pay to play, all right? It's what we've all done until this year with you guys on BPT. That's that's the nature of the beast. And praise the Lord, the BBT, we didn't have to pay an entry fee. PTL. Who can boo-hoo about that? Nobody. And whatever anglers are involved in Major League Fish and a Bass Pro Tour now that have forgotten that they need to remember that all right but my thing is what would happen 
to let's talk about the boohooing going on. And there's nothing I can't stand the negative Nancys. <laughs> I can't stand it. If you've got a valid reason to be negative, if you've got factual reasons, and I'm not talking about I like a five fish limit better than all you can catch bullshit, I get sick of that crap. There's always a guy that's going to win first place in all these events. Can you be that one guy? Oh, you can't? Then quit crying. All right? Here's the facts. If FLW went away, how much boohooing would go on? I mean, went away. No oh, I, listen. No yeah. I get it. I get that. Now, here's the next thought. Who in the hell thinks that Major League Fishing could have stood up a grassroots movement like the BFLs that are already in place. Who thinks that Major League Fish and the Bass Pro Tour and Chronicy and all that involved could have stood such an organized grassroots program up in less than three or four years? You can't. It's not possible. Impossible. impossible. Freaking impossible. Because because even the even what y'all are doing with all the strides that BPT made, there's still some issues, right? Like they're still working their way through it. You can't, and I said that earlier, like it's hard to judge it really harsh like some people are. And there are things, I mean, you've talked about this on the phone a million times, but there are things I like, things I don't. But I don't have a dog in the race other than working for a sponsor now because I'm, you know, I, I retired, James. I retired, but... That being said, like, it's hard to, it would be hard to imagine somebody could do a successful grassroots trail in that amount of time with any amount of money. It would. would. And and so many times, again, I get on there, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a victim of my own work here. I'll get on and see some of these posts, the social media posts, and, and chat boards and stuff like that, talking about, well, since they couldn't build their own platform, grassroots platform, uh, looks like they had to go out and buy it and that's not necessarily a negative that's not a negative yeah i don't people are looking at it as a negative and i'm like are you freaking mentally challenged do you really hate all you can catch limits versus a five fish limit that you have to spew stupid shit out of your mouth <laughs> i mean it it baffles me now the people that don't see the positive in what's going on here are yeah. Go ahead. No. no, here here are my and you can tell me your your thoughts on this is from being an FLW guy. Like I said, I'm not anymore. I'm not anymore. The problems I see some of the sponsor stuff that's going on that I can't, you know, you it's all the sponsor contracts are dead and some of that stuff's very frustrating. But for me to see a guy like Brian Thrift or a Scott Martin or whoever, that the FLW Pro Circuit will be beneath the Bass Pro Tour on paper, even if it already was, right? In 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 the world of bass fishing, even if it already was, for that to kind of be considered AAA and to not have a Forcewood Cup anymore, I think, because I think what they did at the BFL level should be applauded. I think the Costas are freaking out of this world for a tournament trail. I think that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The good best pay. They were already good payouts, had the championship, but now the championship got a boost. But I don't like that they took a cup away because I feel like the cup was just a prestigious event, you know. Um, and I know that's probably financial. But but that's some of, that's some of my issues. Now, 
Um, and you know, you know all these guys like I do. We're all friends, and so anything that's what I said. Anything negative I say, or anything you say that I don't agree with, or anybody don't agree with, yeah. like we're all friends at the end of the day. Like right. we can all scream and yell at each other about all this, but at the end of the day, like we all want to see all of this succeed because we love bass fishing, we love watching bass fishing, and we love participating in bass fishing. So and we love our fans. No, no doubt, no doubt about it. It's why I do this. You know, it's why why you yep. you do everything you do. We we love it. So, um, what do you, what was your overall feel um, with the Bass Pro Tour year one as far as as you? What what do, what what were your opinions? Were there anything that you'd like to see them do different, do better? As far as like, and what I'm talking about is like the post game show stuff. Um, Format. I mean, because you've been fishing that format for a while. What What were your takeaways from year one on the Bass Pro Tour? Well, uh, as quick as everything was put together, I'm really, really super impressed with how smooth everything went. And uh, I might have just a little dead spot here coming up, Luke. Oh, you're fine. Stay, stay with me. I'll just act. I'll I'll go back and record it and act like you hung up on me, like you got mad. <laughs> And then James slammed the phone down. Uh, uh, man, I, I thought it went smooth. Uh, okay. I was impressed with how smooth it went. But that wasn't without... It went smooth because every angler that we... It's, it's a seasoned veteran. You didn't have to tell us, hey, we didn't have these big, long... Uh, uh, meetings about how things were going to go down Mm -hmm. we might have had meetings but we didn't have you know it it, it was we weren't we weren't somebody you had to uh make sure you go over every line item of of, you know the typical tournament meeting stuff yeah which get which get old (laughs) that's right every one of our meetings was business oriented to how to make the next tournament better Okay. Hey, this didn't go the way we really liked it, or this, this, uh, uh, you know, we had a big, big discussion, and and I was a guy that stood up at the second venue, and stood up and said, "Guy, I said, this whole, uh, this whole talk about this fish going in the live well will probably die, crap. We really got to turn that down. Yeah, about ninety nine notches. Yep, and you and you did do that for sure. We did, and it happened, and it happened just like that. Now you're, unfortunately, you're going to you see the first TV show on Discovery Channel had some of that in there. Yeah, that wasn't getting around it. But as you see these TV shows come on, there'll be less and less of that that you'll see. Uh, you know, it is a fact that a bass gets beat up in a live well versus that. But what we didn't need to do is be hypocrites. Yeah, exactly. All right, and that's what. When I was going down the road, and I was headed to Conroe from Florida to drop my rig off and fly home. I was listening to live and watching live. And then every time somebody said, well, this fish, you know, look how deep that fish is hooked. He's bleeding real bad. You know, he'd die if he went in a live way. His chances of surviving are not very good if we had a 25-mile run back. I was like, oh, every time somebody said that, and they said it a lot, I just wanted to, you know, just pop my head. Oh, yeah. It was just agonizing. So we talked about that. We said, guys, we can't keep doing that. It's nothing wrong to say catch, weigh, release. It's the best thing for a bass. That's fact. We know that. You can't argue that. No, you can't. I agree. 
But what you don't need to do is be a hypocrite and say all the these bats died because what we've been doing the last 25 years, <laughs> 30 years. And the fisheries are better now than they've ever been. Dude, bass are getting bigger, <laughs> yeah. better. Sacks are getting bigger. I don't remember limits of bass weighing 25 pounds. No, me either. In the 1990s. Nope, nope. Early 2000s even, my dad and I talk about this. When I fished a bass club in the late 90s, mid-90s, late 90s, I mean, dude, when you caught 20 pounds, you were walking up there like daddy's done got them. And now, around here, dude, Thanks for showing up. 25 to 28, 30 on all of our lakes. I mean, it's insane, dude. And uh, yeah, no kidding. So the fisheries are better. And I think fishermen have gotten a lot better too. But but I think the fisheries are in better shape than they've ever been. I do too. I can't argue that one bit. You know, some lakes might have a virus or something. Yeah. Some, some lakes might have a uh, some kind of catastrophic uh, incident that hurts their spawn. Yep. Or something like that. And, and that's going to happen because that's God's. That's right. Of, it's like Kentucky Lake right now. Like something's going on and we don't know, you know? That's right. And I, you know, I hope we never, you know, the best thing I felt too, guys, when I, or Luke, when they said this FLW thing was, I'm thinking to myself, oh God, does that mean we'll never go back to Kentucky Lake That's, or once every 10 years? Please, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Y'all are going to fish an FLW schedule next year now that you're having, you're going to Beaver. <laughs> you're going to Hartwell, Beaver, Lake Martin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okeechobee to start with for sure every year. <laughs> Which, you Beaver and Okeechobee. I kind of like No, I was going to say, yeah, both of those, you're totally fine with both of those. losing lost big sponsors and not getting the same sponsorship back uh how long can you get keep going i, I mean major league fishing the bass pro tour these guys chronicy they're out there selling and hustling we're getting a lot more non-endemic people involved in fishing and and here's one thing and i loved flw i got a front page magazine i got some tv time with them they were good for my career. It was a platform that I was able to find my way into. All right, I'm not, no, I'm not ashamed to say that. Right, right. And, uh, well, I mean, nowadays it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be that easy to get in. Qualify. And, uh, the, they, that's a great organization. But again, could they sustain that for a few more years? Now that Major League Fishing has got that. The non-endemic sponsors are really heavily involved, and I can tell you this too, Luke. When I when I go do a show or I or I'm out in the general public, uh, and and I get stopped a lot, uh, and, and and it still it, you know makes me smile because I'm like I'm the, I put my pants on one leg at a time. I don't jump in with both legs like Kevin does. No, uh, definitely not. And, <laughs> and, uh, in them tight pants. Ill skinny jeans like Brent Abler. <laughs> What's up? Man, we love watching you on Major League Fishing. My wife is your biggest fan. Which you love. 
which I love. You know, I love the ladies. The ladies love me. Ladies love James. But, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, and, and they say this, and they say, my wife hated fishing, but she'll watch Major League Fishing because you're on there. I hear that. And I'm not just saying I've oh, heard it a couple, a handful of times. I hear it all the time, more than I hear anything else. So if, if we're able to bring that new person into fishing, and if that wife gets excited about fishing or enjoys watching it, she now understands the passion that her husband has or the desire her husband has to leave her at the house so he can go fishing for the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's that She's going to bless off and she's going to allow you to go to Bass Pro and buy some more stuff or maybe get a new rig or upgrade your trolling motor. You, I, I, I'm just saying that that is just how... The market works. You're, we are bringing new people in the business. We are pissing off some diehard bassers who want a five fish limit. And I see it every day. I can't stand MLF, the five fish for life, BASS. A lot of negative. You know what? All the negative. And I'm thinking to myself, sorry, guys. I, I, you know, it's funny. I'll click on some of these guys' page and, and they're following me. No, of course they are. And And I think they're fans of all the guys doing it. I just don't think they're fans of the organizations, you know. So be it. But those guys aren't going to stop buying a Strike King 6XD. No. They're not going to stop buying a Lucky Strike uh, RC stick. They're not going to stop and cancel their uh, description to Mystery Tackle Box. No. They're going to keep fishing. That's right. They're already hooked. We're going to continue to have an influence on them, whether they say it or not. Yeah. Okay. And I hate to call people liars, and I'm maybe I'm not going to call them liars. Well, so going to say they're going to keep watching. Well, some say they're not. Well, sometimes, and and I agree with that. I think I think a lot of people are watching um, all trails. It gets hard too when they're scheduled on top of each other, like you said. But that's been a battle between FLW and Bass for years. They schedule on top of each other. There's no, there's no talking between the organizations whatsoever. I think the first time Bass and FLW actually really talked was when the VPT came in and and you know invited everybody and and took guys and they talked a little bit and then Bass turned around and took a bunch of FLW guys. <laughs> so they're like, "Hey, we're in this together." Oh, by the way, we're going to steal like 12 of your best guys who made up our top 10 in AOI this year. But uh, you know, they can't it, it's all it's all a business, but I think for me what I see online more than anything and 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 for me, you know me, like if I get on this podcast and I say, it, "You know, dude, that's what I think about it." My mind can be changed. I'm in support of the industry, but a lot of internet comments that you see, a guy would never say that to your face. He would never tell you, man, MLF sucks. That same guy that comments that on your Facebook will see you at a Bass Pro Shops appearance and say, man, that MLF's cool. How you like it? You know what I mean? Like, they just... Yeah, and and I've seen, you know, I feel like the the feedback last week on on the announcement was overwhelmingly negative online um i saw a lot i saw a lot of negative stuff and i and i chose not to to get involved and and i do and and i feel like and this is gonna make me sound really arrogant but i feel like i have a right to speak on it for several different reasons because i competed 
I participated and and I'm in the industry and I can tell you from all sides what it looks like right now to me from my eyes. And like, like I said, when I started this, this is not TH Marine's opinion. This is my opinion. It's not any of my sponsor's opinion. Just like, like everything you're saying, it's James's opinion. That's not any, any sponsors. So, um, and I'm not saying people shouldn't be able to comment, right? I'm just saying maybe everybody doesn't have all the facts all the time on everything that's going on. That's right. So, well, Oh, I do too. Thank God I have Michelle as a manager. Which, by the way, hey, she's still single, everybody. Hey, Michelle, look up Michelle. Blonde Girl Promotions. Get at Michelle. Blonde Girl Promotions. Yep, yep. Always looking for a husband, a rich one, too. She's thirst trapping on Instagram right now, probably. Get in there and slide in her DMs. Yes, she loves that DM. So, anyway. We'll post her phone number at the end of this. <laughs> Absolutely. We will. Yes. Though everybody can have it. Text messenger. She loves it. Loves it. Uh, dude, she keeps me in check. All right. She she let you go a little bit last night, though, because I was texting with her during your stray cast appearance. <laughs> Is that why she wouldn't answer my phone call? No. Oh, no. She, she did avoid my phone call. She did avoid your phone call because she says she's not stupid. She she, she knew what was coming. Yeah. But she keeps you in yeah. check. Yeah. So she doesn't, you know, she'll uh, she'll call me ahead of time when something out there has really gotten blasted. She says, don't do it. And I'm like, what? And she said, don't, don't comment on any of that. You don't need to do that. And uh, sometimes I don't listen to her. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get on there. Sometimes I get on there because I, I can only take so much bullshit. <laughs> and, even though it might not be directed at me, but it is directed at my cronies and in the company that I deal with. And I, I do believe that sometimes the general public, fast angler getting on there, I believe that sometimes a guy like me that's in an influential position as uh, as an MLFer and a, in a you know bass professional bass fisherman, uh, semi successful bass fisherman at that. I think some of us should jump on there every one, once in a while and tell tell that in that person or that group, like, guys, just open up a little bit, calm down, and, and, and give it a second, relax, and let us all be patient and let us all work through this because this is a trying time, and we're going to have our glitches. We're going to have our hiccups, just like this year when we did that post game. The post game was a big waste. Mm-hmm. It was a waste of time. All right. And and after we'd done that this year, we found out that hey, just we weren't getting any bang for that. So we're not gonna do it again. Right. And and that's the way our format's gonna be. Guys, we can go in there. We're trying not to be confusing, but the bottom line is it is confusing. Because people get confused with the Bass Pro Tour and they get confused with Major League Fish in the actual show. Mm-hmm. Okay, we Bass Pro Tour, we get to wear our own jerseys, we get to fish out of our boats, but the format's the same. Major League Fishing, their boats, their jerseys, format's the same. So people get confused about that. That's going to take some time. And here's what else for the naysayers. It's actually going to require your lazy ass to investigate 
what the, what our format is. That's that bugs the crap right out of me. Guys will get on there and bash it and say, I'm so confused that I'm thinking, you follow bass fishing for X amount of years and you don't understand this format? It's because you never even looked at it. You're confused because you never even give it consideration to look at it. It's not confusing at all. So I, I think I, I will say I think some of the confusion and just from what I've seen and heard from people is is a little bit on like these guys fish this day, these guys fish that, but that's still not hard once you, if you pay attention, you can kind of figure out what's going on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not that hard. I, I get all that. And, and I'll say this, even any, any criticism I've had against, you know, those guys at all being the organization and, and things that have gone on, um, you know, I get tired of saying the mostly little fish and People do love big fish. They do love big fish. But, like, when you guys went to uh, those lakes in Carolina, like, y'all cracked some freaking biggins. Y'all just didn't go to a lot of places. Like, like Table Rock was a bad example. A lot of people were – Todd Castle and I actually argued about this after uh, Table Rock on, on this podcast. Like, Wheeler catching 87 bass. Dude, there's not many people that have ever caught 87 bass in a day. <laughs> You know that's a, that was that's cool to see. Now, granted, if it's eighty-seven four pounders, everybody's going even crazier, I guess. You know, but oh you know, and, and and there's potential of that, I'm sure, somewhere. You know, Kentucky Lake in nineteen ninety-five, maybe. I don't know, but, but, but not, not April or May or June at Table Rock. No, that's not. That's not. Yeah. So when people were going, man, the biggest fish was three pounds. Well, that's Table Rock. I mean, you live there, uh, but you guys went to. Uh, you know, the North Carolina Lake, and there were big ones, and you caught big ones. I mean, there were a lot of big ones caught. There were some big ones caught at Conroe. There were big ones caught at, hey, uh, in Florida. I think my best five the second day of the first Table Rock event would have been 17 pounds. No kidding. You know, but, but nobody give me a pat on the back. You know why? Because I suck. And I finished 27th out of my 40-man group. Well, let me tell you we won't talk about one. that. <laughs> I just did. So, about that, the format and all that, too. I fished the thing for the year, and I still, because frankly, I just don't care, because I know where I gotta be, what time I gotta be there. I still couldn't tell you the knockout round, shotgun round, blast off round, uh, go to the moon round, <laughs> all that. That that is confusing, but I really don't care. I'm in there, and I know I gotta fish Monday and Wednesday, and if I make it through Monday and Wednesday, I get to fish Friday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, if you ask me, well, what round was that? I'm like, it was the first round. All right? Yeah. And uh, then I get eliminated. Yeah. Well, what do they call that? Well, who gives a shit what they call it? <laughs> All right? Why don't we just focus on the fact that I get to fish another day? And not pay for it. That's right. And not pay now, for it. Now, also, Luke, because you asked this, and I had some of these things written down here, I myself joined the Bass Pro Tour because I saw the potential on what Major League Fishing's done for me as a select angler. All right? All eight of us guys were promised TV time. We, in turn, promised our sponsors. We, in turn, went out and sold this to our sponsors. Mm -hmm. It was easy for me. I can tell you the guys that lost a little bit this year is that the guys like me that had for sure television time because we're select anglers. I for sure got two days a year. Right. If I caught them good, I'd get day three, maybe four, maybe up to six days of TV time, depending on how I did. I lost that guarantee. Right. And now now I have to fish for it. 
in my opinion, the Bass Pro Tours, we fish the Red Crest is our championship. We fish every two events, one and two, qualify for cup number one. Three and four, cup number two, five, six, cup number, uh, cup number three, seven and eight tournament is cup number four. In my opinion, and I'm going to voice this to my group, and I'm going to voice this to the higher beans, all 80 guys, in my opinion, and I, and I don't want to hear, well, you got to fish better. Well, if I got to fish better to get on TV, that's exactly the same shit I had to do when I was at FLW yeah. and the same shit you had to do when you was the Bass Elites. If we've got four MLF Cups and four MLF shows that are six days long, so six shows per cup, all 80 anglers should have two cups. That's my opinion. I guarantee you. I, I like that. I think that's fair. All right. All right. The guys that have the performance base, they're going to get their Discovery Channel. I frankly don't like the fact that just the top 10 get airtime on the Discovery Channel. Mm -hmm. And again, I believe there's talks already about a whole bunch of stuff right. that we're going to change. Without a doubt. So we're going to change these things and we're going to make it better. We're going to make it better for the viewer, the bass heads, and we're going to make it better for us, the anglers, and and it's going to get better. It's just going to take some trial and error time and patience. That's it. So that's my take on on that. And if all 80 of us anglers got two cups apiece, we got sellable product that we can take our sponsors and we're more of value, even if we're not wearing their jerseys, okay? that I think a lot of people get wrapped up, well, I don't get to wear my jersey or I don't get to fish out of my boat. No, that's, that's, that's true. But if if you're invited to do a TV show and your image is you, your face, people follow you and your website and your social media pages, the very fact alone that you are fishing on television draws people to you, which in return draws people to those that you market with. You don't have to have a logo on your jersey to be sellable. You just got to get on TV to be sellable. That's my take on that. I like it. I like it, and and I and I agree with you on a lot of things. There, there's one thing I'll say, and I know you you said you had a nine fifteen, so you're getting close to it, I'm sure. But uh, my only concern with non endemic sponsors, and you said this a few minutes back, and I, I touched on this earlier, is is that's what Irwin did. Now, when he did it, bass fishing was as big as it had ever been, money wise. Right? We saw million dollar checks and those things, but then those guys dwindled away. Do you think, in your business mind, because you are as business savvy as anybody I've ever met, my take on this is you still got to have those industry sponsors. Now, granted, they're splitting their money up over, you know, several pies, pieces of pie, you know, yep. and those non-endemics do typically have, like I love, personally, I love non-endemic sponsors for me and my fishing for, for several reasons. Those are the ones you want because not everybody's fighting over them. Um, but I think the scary thing on non-endemics is they seem to be one and done a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they come in, Hey man. And I say, I said Petco earlier being funny, but like Petco, Hey, we're here. This is the Petco series. And the next year it's, I think we've seen that with NASCAR. 
You know what I mean? So many times where sponsors change. As long as, long as there are sponsors, that's fine. I'm just saying, does that ever make you nervous, though? Because I, I know the volatility of, of non-endemics from dealing with them personally. And yes. I feel like industry sponsors should be catered to uh, whether that be a boat brand and or what you know, whatever tackle companies, whatever. I think that they're they're the foundation of what we're doing. You know. Yes. Yeah. I can't. I can't argue that. And the non-academic sponsors, you're right. They honestly, Luke. Every sponsor that I got, uh, I know personally they they like they they like me as a person. They don't want me to be different. They want me to run my mouth like I run it. Mate, you know, perfect. You know, and and uh, but the thing is, I'm worried every year about contracts. Of course, I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't know if they're willing to step pony up and pay me a, a paycheck again the next year. Um, I hope that I do. That they that they keep me employed. Non-endemic or endemic, it doesn't matter. I'm scared about both of them, but you're right on the non-endemics. They might sign a three-year contract and be gone. Mm-hmm. And this year, we we might be driving Chevrolet trucks on the circuit, pulling the the weigh-in uh, trailers and all that stuff with Dodges. Yep. Uh, well, that that's going to happen. You never know. I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix that. Uh, well, that's just it's the nature. It's the nature of it. I'm just uh, my thing is it's just. Uh, I think the the industry sponsors are always the ones that I feel like historically have always been the landing net, the safety net when that yes. went away, you know, because you look right now, what were the biggest sponsors pre MLF buying FLW? The biggest sponsors of, of FLW were Ranger, Evan Rude, Costa, TH, um, yep. Lawrence, you know, industry sponsors. You didn't have, you had some non-endemics, but they weren't big deals. Like they had in the past, so that that, you know they're the safety net. So they've got to be careful in how they handle that situation. But, um, dude, absolutely. Luke, is it going to get better though? Because now instead of three leagues that we did this year, there's only going to be two. Well, you say that, and I still feel like, and, and and I can't say too much because i had a conversation uh yesterday as a matter of fact i was on about some of this stuff business-wise but there's still three though because you still got mlf as a set like from a sponsor standpoint i know th marine like we have three separate contracts and it'll still be that way next year okay so you still technically have three organizations because you do have ml i know bpt and flw it's all together but the sponsor contracts are 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 separate if that makes sense right so I still, for sponsors, I still feel like there's three. Okay. I, I, I still do. I still think we're going to split some dollars up because of that. I really do. I can, I can see that changing. Yeah, I, I think so, too. where the direction's going. Yes, I agree. And I think, I think we're going to have another year or possibly two of, 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 of newness or growth. It's something that we'll all have to, uh, we'll all have to be flexible about. Yeah. And, and in your position, you're a company that counts your dollars. Said, no am doubt. I my bank, am I getting the bank for the buck? That's right. Can I? Do I really want to be a part of this confusion? Let me let me uh, renegotiate. Let me pull back. Let me wait and see what goes on. 
there's a lot of sponsors. I can tell you this. There's a lot of sponsors. It's been in the business a long time with a bunch of anglers that I personally know that wanted to see how things went this year. Yeah. I think that the guys, the biggest names in fishing are probably the ones that were most vulnerable this year through all this. Up and coming guys like me that have nowhere but upward growth to go. When I say this, I mean in my bank account sponsors. Mm-hmm. We gained. Yeah. And I gained substantially this year where I I know I've got some personal friends that their deals got chopped a little bit. Yes. There were some guys that lost sponsors for sure, and that hasn't been talked about a lot, but there were some some big name guys that took some major hits. But you're right, and I said that on here the guys that stand to gain are not the Van Dams in this situation. The guys that stood to gain were you and Justin Atkins and, you know, um, That's right. whoever else. But, I mean, like, I think Keith Poche, you know, had a really good year and got, got out there in the limelight a little more than he ever had. And, uh, and yep. some other guy – or, hell, look at Sprague. You know, mm-hmm. nobody knew Jeff. Really? You know what I'm saying? In the, in the grand scheme they of things. They still don't. They, they still don't, but, uh, but, but truly, uh, you know, so there's, there's definitely a lot of that. And you still had some household names that, that were up there, but uh, I, I see your point. I think we've got, I don't know. We just got to wait and see. There's definitely in my position and in a lot of sponsors position, it's, it's definitely a wait and see. And, and I know, you know, for TH it's, it's frustrating uh, I will throw them in here on this. It is frustrating not knowing what's going on and th- and being this late in the game. And that's for everybody, and that's for the anglers. It was the same way for you last year. You're like, hell, what are we doing? Are we fishing or are we not? What are we going to do? And, you know, uh, unfortunately, these things take time to iron out. But uh, we will see. Yeah, I'm sitting here right now. Luke, I don't go anywhere without my uh, paper calendar right here for 2020 where I write things down. And all I've got for the Bass Pro Tour is the dates that we're going somewhere. But you do have dates. I got dates, but I don't have locations. And we don't we don't have dates or locations for the coasters. Mm-mm. No. But I'm going to fill in every – I'm going to fish every possible week I can fish if my travels allow that. So I'm still waiting. I got the Bass Opens here. All right? And, and, and I – what people don't know or what people think is that us F, uh, MLFers are, avoid BASS. Yeah. We don't. If we can slide an open in, if we can eat two deposits to just in order to fish a, a, an open, trust me, we're going we're gonna to go there and fish because that's what we get paid to do. And that's what we love. That's what started all this. That's right. So I'm fishing. I don't care whose stamp is on it. I'm going to try to get in it, try some money. More importantly, try to get that press that my sponsors want me to get. And pay you for it. That's right. My grandma always said this because I was a fat little chubby kid growing up. Still am kind of chubby, but, you know, I was always getting a, a, some negative attention or whatever. And, and so I subsidized that with positive attention. And one day my grandma said, she said, man, she said, Jimbo, if you want attention, why don't you shove a flashlight up your ass and turn it on tonight downtown on the square? And everybody will notice you then. That's my grandma 
So, so in closing, are you saying that uh, Major League Fishing shoved a flashlight up their ass? <laughs> I think that's what you said. They wanted attention, and FLW is the flashlight. <laughs> there it is. There it is. James Watson. <laughs> James, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Oh, dude, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it, dude. And I will holler at you later. Anything you want to get out there, shout-outs or anything. Hey, yeah, I do. What people may not know, the behind the scenes, when Luke Duncan, James Watson, Gerald, and some of us guys get together, it's off the chain. And that's what I love. Yes. I like catching bass. I love catching bass, don't get me wrong. But I live for this. Yes. The camaraderie is why I'm in this business. If, if you ever see James and I, we do hate each other on social media. It's a good time saying that but james is one of the best human beings i've ever met and so is gerald swindle love those guys and uh we do need to arrange some kind of hang soon because it's been a while you bet you bet all right buddy we gotta get fat yeah i gotta get some fat cat in there too (laughs) so all right heck yeah buddy Uh, sounds good follow me on the real james watson instagram and james watson professional angler on the facebook Heck yes, James Watson, the worldwide JMFW. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Luke. Right there. There you heard it. From a, uh, a Bass Pro Tour MLFer. MLFer, MLFer, he calls himself. Um, that's, you know, he makes a lot of good points. He makes a lot of good points, and he's obviously all in in what they're doing. For sure, he's invested his time, he's invested his career into what they're doing, so he's got to believe in it, and uh, I respect that immensely. That's how he makes his living now. Time will tell, time will tell. Something he said, uh, and I never didn't get to ask him, I actually made a note to, is, you know, things aren't going to change this year. I, I do think you'll see more changes in 2021 with the FLW circuits. Uh, circuit for sure, the top level. I do think you'll see some changes. There's rumblings of that. I'm not privy to all the information. I don't know. I just run my mouth on this podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you that watched this, listened to this, presented by StarTron. I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to get back to doing the lives more and more and more. I've just got a lot going on right now in all aspects. Uh, I wanted to give... As I as I get out of here, I wanted to give a huge congrats and talk about a guy that I've known for quite a while that I respect immensely, Brian New. Brian New's from over in North Carolina. Fished the FLWs as a co-angler back when I did. He won the cup. He won co-angler of the year. My rookie year, I fished as a pro. Uh, he is an amazing fisherman that should be a pro, but he makes smart financial decisions. He's like, I'm not paying my entry fees. He's been that guy. He's smart. He roomed with Brian Thrift for years, and and the kid is amazing. And this year, he just won the BFL Regional down at Lake Seminole, blew it out, blew it out, and that qualifies him for next year's All-American at Lake Hartwell, a lake he knows well. He'll be right there. 
in the mix. He finished third at this year's All-American, so he qualified for it last year. He finished third at this year's up on the Potomac. Made a little push there on the last day. And then uh, the ABA, American Bass Anglers Trail, had a uh, have the race Scott Championship at Lake Eufaula, and he caught over 100 pounds of bass there in four days this year to win that. So he's had a big year. And, uh, of course, it's not national headline stuff, but Brian is an absolute beast on the water. And I wanted to say congrats to Brian. And y'all go follow Brian New Fishing. I'm not sure what his plans are for next year, but he is uh, – he is a guy that you don't want to see pull up at the ramp if you're at the tournament right now, I think for sure. So congrats to Brian. Thank you all all for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll see how all this unfolds. I know one thing. I know one thing for sure today. My foot's in a boot, and it sucks. But next week, we're going to Venice, Louisiana. And I got a podcast for you before we go. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. Hope you have a good rest of the week and the weekend. If you want to shoot me an email, lowbudgetlive, the number one, at gmail.com, lowbudgetlive, the number one, at gmail.com. Any topics you want me to discuss on there, any guests you want me to get from the fishing world, I'll try my best. Drop a comment below on what you think about the craziness. Let me know what you think, and uh, we'll see y'all real soon. Let's take you out with a little uh, soothing sounds of Bluxy Blues. Thank y'all. From Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish Moss or Civil War Ghost, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm the there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.